Before we start this newest episode of Geeks in Suits, just letting everyone out there know, if you'd like to be on the Geeks in Suits podcast with me, talk about anything you want, we'd be more than happy to have you. Just uh, text me, email me, tweet me, whatever, get a hold of me, let me know, I'd be more than happy to have you on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Geeks and Suits podcast. I am Chase Gerber, and today we are talking to John Yanni. Gonna be talking some Star Wars. Gonna be talking some NFL playoffs. Yanni, what is up, man? How's it going, Chase? It's good to be back. It is good to be back. It's been, you know, just getting back into the swing of things here at college. Last semester for both you and me, which is weird. Um, so yeah, but getting back into the swing of things getting geeks and suits going again gonna try and do it at about twice a week it'll definitely be once a week um and we just we just got done talking about it you'll probably be a regular guest here weekly on the uh on the podcast which is great news yeah it's honestly really something as i think about my future more and more just something that i'd like to try out and get into a little bit more um i've always been a fan of podcasts and radio to some extent so it's time to start thinking about what I want to do, and I definitely think stuff like this is pretty fun, and it, you know, draws my interest, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be joining you more often now. Definitely, yeah, um, and let, let's not talk about the end of the semester yet, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's like 15 weeks away, we can worry about that. You don't that. want me to get <laughs> sentimental. Right, definitely. I'll start um, so, before we get into Star Wars and, and NFL picks, um, it's kind of been a sad week so far. David Bowie passed away Monday, mm-hmm. 1969. I don't know, were you super into any David Bowie music at all? So, David Bowie is one of those things that blew up my Twitter feed. Right. I had heard of him, <laughs> really hadn't, you know, heard much of his music mm-hmm. until I was forced to look it up, because this is all I saw on Twitter for two straight days was... You know, check out this list of David Bowie's songs. Check out this impact he made mm-hmm. on our culture, stuff like that. He was a crazy guy. Yeah, I really he was. I didn't know a lot about him until I started checking out a lot of these articles and looking at pictures of him in his past. And he was kind of, I'd describe him as a male Lady Gaga of his time, except. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as just out there clothing goes, like he was about as crazy as I've seen. Even yeah. in an era where it was pretty it, normal to be crazy, he, honestly, I didn't know how much he dressed like, you know, he had put on these personas and these characters, mm-hmm. apparently. Like, Iggy Stardust was one of his most popular personas. Yeah. And so I went through a bunch of his music this past week just to kind of get a taste of him because I'd really never explored his music. But from what I've listened to... Uh, I, I kind of like him. Yeah. Um, he's kind of like, like he was definitely a musician first, but his career, it seems more like it was an actor going through different phases yeah. of their careers and different roles they're portraying and that sort of thing. Um, there's only a few, like, David Bowie songs that I know offhand and will listen to if it comes on. Um, I, I think the way I know him most, he's in one of my favorite movies. Um, he's tesla in the movie the prestige which is one of my favorite ones oh, yeah. and um yeah uh, made a cameo in zoolander yeah he did also yes that those are the two places i know yeah. him most you know where i had heard uh one of his songs his biggest hits 
changes was uh yeah Shrek which is one of the, yes <laughs> one of the very few songs that. that i know yeah mm-hmm. um so that one didn't impact me nearly as much um as as it did most people like i know jd huge music guy i know he was he was really big into it um so but the other death came this morning uh alan rickman who hits me harder because yeah. um professor snape in harry potter uh hans gruber in um Die Hard, um, much hits closer to me. Um, I know him mainly from Harry Potter because you know I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd, and in my opinion, he was the best cast character in the Harry Potter series from book yeah. to movie, um, and already like a, a fran- franchise that did a great job casting. But he was the best. He, I don't think anyone could have done that role as good as he has, and. It's it's just sad to see him go. I watched two Harry Potter movies this afternoon. Didn't have anything going on. Yeah. So that one surprised me. Right. Um, just because I was more aware of Alan Rickman's career than I was David Bowie's, and I I heard the news this morning and I said, "Wow, he wasn't that old, was he?" And no, he said, wasn't. No, it was it was cancer, just like David Bowie. Was. Yeah, both sixty nine years, years old. Both cancer. And there's. I guess this kind of uh, rule of three that people talk about yeah. as far as celebrity deaths go. Kind of eerie. Yeah. Uh, I guess we're waiting on the third one if, yeah. that, if that rings true once again. If it if it continues with old uh, old British guys that I just love to death, um, my brother actually texted me, we have to get Michael Caine into a bunker immediately. Because yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's British, he's old, he's in... So many favorite movies of He'll mine. Be around forever. Guys like Michael Caine and uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To me, feel like they've been old forever. Dark, like Jack been, Nicholson or something. They've been the same age ever since I can remember, at least in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Which is just old. Yeah. Just they are your token old guy in a movie, at least. Yeah. As long as I've been alive and watching movies. Yeah, definitely. So, but hopefully, there isn't a third. Yeah. Uh, just out of curiosity. Expound upon what you meant when you said you felt he was the best cast character. So, okay, so Harry Potter the book series, um, there like obviously there's so many, there's so many main characters in a book series like Harry Potter. Like mm-hmm. it's this massive fantasy that you know you can include characters as much as you want. It it, it doesn't always work like that in the film universe because there's specific characters that you have to focus on. But in my opinion, I think Severus Snape was. The one guy that, if there was any guy they had to get exactly correct, it had to be Snape because he's so vital to the storyline, and the f- the last book in particular, and the last movie, um, just just for the whole plot and what his character means to the the storyline, he's definitely the most complex because it's his character. He hates everything that Harry stands for, which is the fact that he's Lily's son who he loved, and it's not his son. It's James Potter's son who is his, his arch rival. But at the same time, he has to care for this child because it is the woman who he loves. It's her son. And that's such a complex character to play and with not a whole lot of screen time to fully capture it. And he just captured it brilliantly. He couldn't have done a better job. There's no one I could possibly think of who could have played that character better than Alan Rickman. Yeah, and I did enjoy, when I went through the Harry Potter movies for the first time, I did enjoy um, that character a lot. One of my favorites for sure. Mm -hmm. And just movies here and there that I think of when I think of Alan Rickman is uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> yeah. plays a smaller role as that right. funny little robot and, and also Galaxy Quest Galaxy Quest, one. just a 
great one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. sad news. Right, yeah, definitely. So, rest in peace, David Bowie. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. The world will miss you both. Great, iconic guys and for what they did. So, it'll be it'll be sad without them, but mm-hmm. we will go on. Um, so, Star Wars-wise, you've seen it twice now. Yeah, I've seen you? it three times. Um, I saw it and that seems, night it premiered. <laughs> that seems a little bit uh, less than... I expected from you, honestly. Right. It's actually... I already have plans to see it a fourth time. Um, I was actually talking to Hannah about the other day. Somehow the the uh, the, the holiday of Valentine's Day come, came up. And Hannah and I really aren't, like, into Valentine's Day. We I think we've done something, like, one time. Like, we bought each other candy and some stuff. But we don't really indulge in Valentine's Day yeah. just to be general, which I'm okay with. If she's okay with it, whatever. Mm-hmm. But somehow the term Valentine's Day came up, and she asked me, Hey, Chase, we should go see Star Wars again on Valentine's Day. And I'm like... <laughs> I have found the perfect yeah, woman. you've got yourself in quite the situation. <laughs> so, not much work to do for Valentine's Yeah, not Day. at all. And I couldn't be happier. So, as of right now, Valentine's Day will be a, f- a fourth Star Wars viewing for me. So, um... Not yeah, a bad date. Not a bad date at all. Um, so, I remember... I I think we texted the, na- the morning after the premiere night. And I know you thought it was... We both thought it was good. Yeah. I think it's really good. I know you had some concerns about it when we first talked. Yeah, and I guess now would be the time to give a spoiler warning. Yes. We really want to get into... Spoilers will follow. Into, you know, the meat of this movie and its plot. Which, if you haven't seen it, don't listen. Which, let me let me just make a disclaimer. If you haven't seen Star Wars yet, where have you been? Are you living under a rock? How have you not seen this movie yet? Yeah. But, spoilers ahead, just if in case you have. If you're listening to Geeks in Suits, you're most likely either a geek or, or you're in a suit. So <laughs> most of you probably geeks, um, you've seen Star Wars. I'm definitely, guessing. definitely. Okay, so, I think the biggest... The biggest thing that you didn't like about it if i remember correctly you did not like adam driver as kylo ren at all correct no uh, and look it's real it's real shallow honestly i just don't think he looks like a cool bad guy okay underneath the helmet Mm -hmm. i just when i saw the cast pictures or the the excuse me the the cast when it first came out and saw he was the main bad guy and i was like oh well that's, What's the deal it seems strange. It does. And then I saw the movie, and that was kind of just affirmed where I was like, yeah, this guy, I don't really buy him as a main villain. He just seems kind of dorky to me. <laughs> dorky looking. <laughs> I remember you, you talked about this on our first podcast. He just he doesn't yeah. look like a bad guy. And I agree with you on that. Um, but in terms of his performance in the movie, I was on the fence a little bit at first. After the third time I saw it, I think I'm I think I'm in on his him yeah. as a villain, um, because I think what really sold me is the part when he's standing in the snow, he's about to face Ray and Finn, and yeah. he's like beating his wound <laughs> that he got from Chewie and like screaming, and he's completely out of yeah. control. He's, um, he's kind of insane. He's, he's kind of a little I think Brad it <laughs> yes, a little bit of Anakin yeah. Hayden Christensen's yeah. Anakin in him, but. The thing I like about it is he is kind of that whiny breed, but it's because it's more because he wants more power and he wants to be like, you know, Darth Vader. And one of the main concerns I had was that if he's basically a Vader 2.0, which is definitely not the case, because 
he's just emotionally out of control. Like, Vader always... He was very in control of his emotions. Um, he wasn't unstable at all. And Kylo Ren is completely the opposite. Mm -hmm. And I think that really works for him. Um, yeah. I think he's a great character. Mm -hmm. I think all of the new characters yes. are great characters. And we will get to um, all of them. Yeah. But, yeah, that was just... It was a, a minor quarrel I had right. with, with the movie. And most of my, my problems with this movie are minor. Overall, I thought it was very good. Right. Um, so, yeah, overall, what was your opinion on it? I'm guessing you liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I would... I would put it above Return of the Jedi on my list. I think it'd be third well, overall. You see, growing up, and I've talked to other people, and this seems to be a pretty common a common thing, yes. is that growing up, a lot of people's favorite was Return of the Jedi, for whatever reason. Yeah, which I don't completely understand. I have my I have my beef with, with Return of the Jedi, yeah. but please continue. Keep so, going you know, with there's, yours. There's the basic complaint, which is the Ewoks, which I understand. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that takes you out of the movie as much as something like... A Jar Jar Binks does if you're you right. know, if if you're one that likes to complain about Star Wars. Yes, yeah. I feel like he's a bigger deal than the Ewoks. Right. But overall, uh, I know just um, a main reason it was one of my favorites was it was the one I saw the most. I think In it was part the because, end. Yeah, and it was growing up. I grew up with uh, a sister, and it was her favorite. Okay. Probably partially because of the Ewoks. So that, <laughs> yeah. That Cute little. Drew in, yeah. Uh, a crowd, but. I love Jabba's palace. Mm -hmm. I love just the Endor scenes. I love the climax of the story. I really don't see how people can say it's you know worse than Force Awakens. In all, you know. Okay. Right. I think a main thing you're hearing about this new Star Wars movie, which is 100% true, is that it's very repetitive of yes. past Star Wars themes. Uh, first and foremost, being they blew up a Death Star for the third yeah. time. Let's get that. Let's get that out of here. Star Killer Base. They address it in the movie. Like this isn't a Death Star. Yeah. It's it's just a massive Death Star. They they use a little different system. Star Killer Base is a Death Star. It blows up planets. And so it's. I mean, I'm not too torn up about it, but mm -hmm. it's, you know. It's like, hey guys, you better not do this again, <laughs> right. because you literally just used the same ending three times. There's a giant Death Star type thing, a big sphere of some kind, mm -hmm. you, and oh, what do you know, there's some way to <laughs> go inside of it and blow it up. I right. think they would seal that off at this point. You think right. they'd get smart to that. I will, I will point this out, and this is the main difference, and the reason that I, I don't dwell on the fact that Starkiller base basically is a Death Star is that it's it's the thing they blow up in the end, yes, and that's like A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. But it's not like the main... It, it's not the climax of the film. So the climax is when is Kylo and Rey end up fighting each other, and Rey realizes her Force abilities, and, you know, Han Solo's death. That that's All that stuff is, is the main, you know the meat of the yeah. story that you really care about. Starkiller well, Basin blowing it up, it's it's kind of the secondary. They really didn't focus on it. Right. But it was, out of the three quote-unquote Death Stars, it was the most powerful. It right. was blowing up entire planets at the same time. Yeah, like, like six, six at the same time. time. And a little thing I thought I noticed was I thought they blew up Coruscant. And I that, thought they did that too. That made me 
way sadder than it should have. <laughs> After the movie, I was the, the number one thing I don't that blame you. sad was Han's death, and the number two thing was, hey, they just blew up Coruscant and didn't even address it. Right. But then afterwards, just because I was so bummed out about that, yeah. for whatever reason, my emotional connection to Coruscant... <laughs> um, Apparently it was the it's a different planet. It's like yeah. the capital of the New Republic. Whatever and that they mentioned the name of that planet sometime during the movie, but mm-hmm. it's another kind of planet with a, a cityscape. It just really yeah. resembled Coruscant. Which I'm glad it's not Coruscant because yeah. you know, people give Coruscant a lot of crap that it's a dumb planet. I like Coruscant. I think it's a I cool concept. It's awesome. Like it's this giant city that just is the entire yeah. planet. I think that's cool. Yeah, and I was just kinda disappointed that they would have blown it up and then not even addressed if, it. Or, if they would have, it would have basically been J.J. Abrams brushing dirt over the eye of the prequels, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. this was a stupid idea. We're destroying yeah. it right now. But that is so beyond minor. Yeah. As far as big things go, you know, the real sad event in this movie was Han dying. Yeah. Which, the first time I saw it, took me out of it a little bit. Uh-huh. So, here's how my experience went. I was, you know, ready for this movie. I... I sat down, enjoyed it all the way through until that point kind of pushed me out of it a little bit. Okay. And the movie ended, and I walked out of the theater not disappointed, but that scene and how I wasn't expecting it had kind of altered my viewing experience. Okay. And so I was like, yeah, it was great. I just kind of wish they didn't kill off Han like that, they kind of punked him, like, he, just, <laughs> yeah. he fell off a bridge, and then they didn't even, you know, that was it. Yeah. They showed Leia for a split second, you know, realizing it happened, but they didn't even talk about it afterwards, or yeah. Han didn't get a proper <laughs> burial. <laughs> that's true, that's true. I think the most disappointing part about that is when they get back to the planet, Chewie just, like, walks past Leia, like, whatever. Yeah, like, uh, he's... You, know, you think he would have been a, a little more sympathetic. Like, I'm sure you saw it, I'm, I'm sure you heard about it. Right. So, I, I agree with you with the ending. The ending was a little strange. Like, they yeah. don't... They, they head back, and they don't really address anything. And they yeah. kind of... They kind of had a cop-out move with R2 just turning on magically yeah. for, for no reason. Um, yeah. And and the reason they send Ray after Luke in the first place... I don't know. That, that kind of confuses me a little bit also. Because yeah. it's... I don't look, know. Like, all my problems with this movie are... Minor. Are kind of minor. Overall, it's a very entertaining movie. Yeah. I don't want to sound like I hated it, because so far I've just brought up stuff I didn't like. Right. Like, We're getting all that out Yeah, now. We're going to praise just it in a few minutes. What you just brought up, the R2 just magically turning on, and, oh, here's the other half of the map. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, the word that comes to mind is convenient. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Isn't that there you co- go, yeah. R2, turn on. And really what I don't get is, you know, this the map just fits together. It's like, oh, voila, now we know where, where Luke ended up. And it's like, well, if BB-8 had one piece of the map, mm-hmm. that apparently that must not have been the side of the map with with his destination, right? Right. So R2 had the other half. Yeah. It's just this line. Mm-hmm. The the completed map just shows a line from that looks like one planet to another. Right. So if R2's got the other half, let's say his half has the destination, why don't they just go there? Yeah. It, I guess I don't fully understand. I don't right. think you're really supposed to look that deep into it. Right. But the thing is either BB-8 or R2, they've got two halves of the map. One part of the map has the destination of where Luke is. Yeah. So, once you've got one or the other... <laughs> you don't really need you the You don't others. really need to bring it all together in this grand 
showing of oh the map's complete. Yeah, you know that does that that makes sense now because if BBA he, from my understanding, he basically he has like a middle portion of it. Like yeah. you don't actually need that. R two has the yeah. destination. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. You and, know now that you bring that up, that yeah, that is something that doesn't make yeah. a whole lot of sense. And so let me get a few more complaints out. Yeah, let's get them out. Let's get them out because second. we will be we will be ball washing yeah. in a few minutes here. <laughs> so. Main problem was with just Kylo Ren's look, which doesn't really even matter, I guess. Right. Um, his physical look. You like yeah. him with the mask on, right? Yeah, I love the with mask. the mask on. It's I he's love great. His character, when he takes off the mask and he's he's yelling at at people, is just looks like this kind of buck toothed like. Yeah, I'll tell you. Like, I think. I think he'd look a little better if he had, like, a B.A. goatee or something. Like, some sort of facial hair. Like, make him look a little more menacing, yeah. a little more grown up. But, you know, this is all beside, yeah. this is all beside the point. Um, continue. The other thing was, and you could look at this as another minor thing, but to me it's kind of major, is one of the great things about Star Wars is, you know, the worlds they create and the aliens. Yeah. You know, these characters where it's, you know inspired action figures and art and just these aliens are great classic images in our heads mm -hmm. and what i felt was missing from force awakens was a lot of classic species and a lot of classic aliens from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy there were a few they tried to create a few not enough and maybe it's just because it's new but i don't think that's it i think it just really didn't feel like Star Wars. Yeah. Because part of what makes Star Wars is, you know, you go back to the original movie, that's the point of reference, because that is... It's the original Star Wars. Everything else is based off of it. Right. And so I think you've got to include just these familiar aliens that fill in the surroundings of our Star Wars planets and our Star Wars worlds, because I just felt a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. Like, there was the scene where you went to... Maz Kanata's castle. And Maz Kanata, to begin with, didn't really like her look. She Not only she looked fact, like a shriveled up, yeah. like, like grapefruit or something. Earwax. Yeah. Like, first of all, blatantly CGI, which I don't know, like, you could have done yeah. something different with it. Mm -hmm. Also, Snoke was blatantly CGI, you know, the main villain. Yeah. Um, we can get to Snoke in a second, because yeah. I, do, I do have some... Yeah. Some skepticism. Not with a him. big fan of his look either. Just very clearly CGI, and he just this shriveled. You know, we've seen plenty of shriveled old. He pale looks white bad guys. You know what he actually Let's looks like? He looks like when they take Vader's mask off in Return yeah. of the Jedi. Like he's got the the scar across yeah. his head, and like he's obviously so disfigured. He really, looks a, he looks yeah. too much like like shriveled up Vader. I really wish they had done something different with that. And as I said about Mask Kanata's castle just they're trying to do a little homage to the cantina scene yeah you go around and see all the aliens but the aliens weren't they just didn't look cool to me like there was there wasn't really I, that I many of not, them there's a table of like three mosquitoes <laughs> sitting and sharing a drink right. it's like how'd you fly to this planet mm -hmm. with your little mosquito arms right but it's the the carrot like the creature design just such a big part of star wars for the diehard fans and really something that I felt was lacking in this mm -hmm. most recent movie. I hope that they bring some of these classic species names, and believe me, I, I know the species You're names. Right. All, You're right. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, you know, incorporate bring some them of back. that, and it'll feel like home. 
Yeah, definitely. The only two that I can remember would be uh, Admiral Akbar. I don't know if it was actually Admiral Akbar, but it was the fish, yeah. like Mon Calamari yeah. race or whatever. Oh gosh, there was one right there. Um, and then the the co-pilot the Lando when they blow up yeah. the second Death Star. That that species. I don't know if it was the same guy either. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that guy. Um, So that's our gripes, and I agree with you with Snoke also. Mm -hmm. They could have been a little more there. As far as Snoke goes, I'm kind of hoping that he's not actually the big baddie. Like, I hope there's someone above him that we haven't seen yet, and kind of comes as a twist. He just doesn't seem like, to me, like he's... Right. Or maybe I need to know more about him, but it... A theory I've heard that I kind of didn't like it first, but I like the more I hear it, mm-hmm. is that, as you know, there's Darth Plagueis, yes. which was brought up in the prequels, which was I have Darth Sidious's uh, master. Yeah, which I have read a book about mm-hmm. and know quite a, quite a bit about yeah. him. And so my thing initially was, well, you know, Sidious killed him in his sleep, it obviously can't be him. Mm-hmm. People are just bringing up a name of a just a bad guy that it could be it, mm-hmm. you know it de- my thing was it doesn't have to be someone we know yeah but then i heard the theory perhaps the reason snoke looks so deformed the way he does is because plagius was so powerful that even after sidious killed his body he somehow lived mm-hmm. in a spirit form kind of throughout the you know through the dark side of the force somehow yeah and inhabited some other kind of body whether it was dead or alive Right. And he's now this mangled, old, crusty-looking, yeah, just inhabited spirit into the of of Darth Plagueis, yeah. Right? However you want to, yeah, phrase that, which I think is a very interesting proposition, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hate it. Yeah, yeah, I will say because Plagueis is he's one of my favorite ex- like of the original extended universe. I love the the two things I love about the extended universe. Well, I guess the one thing I'm really into is, like, all the Sith stuff. I mm-hmm. think the Sith are fascinating, which that's a just a tribute to my nerdum or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. Plagueis, it'd be interesting for them to bring back. The only reason I don't think they will, and I think they'll be steering away, is because when they announced The Force Awakens, they basically said, okay, all the extended universe that you have, it's no longer canon. It's yeah. out. So I don't... I'm not sure they'd go back to that. They might, and I wouldn't be disappointed if they would. I think it'd make him cooler. Yeah. Um, but Plus, every new character doesn't have to be someone we know already, or no. doesn't have to be related to someone, which you already hear the speculation of, is Rey related to someone? Uh, Rey's a Skywalker. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you that right now, and we're going into the things we like, which okay. are more than new yeah. characters. Ray is my favorite new character, because Daisy Ridley, first off, was fantastic mm-hmm. as Ray, and I know you'd agree with that. Yeah, for sure. We'll love her. Um, so, Boyega also, John Boyega. Boyega was great. Uh, and my personal favorite, not enough of him was in the Bro movie. Dameron! Oscar Isaac, Bro Dameron. Bro Dameron. Yes. <laughs> Bro Dameron, that's right. Him and Finn, him and Finn the bromance that is going to ensue, oh, yeah. I cannot wait for. I, That's the new romance for this new trilogy, is, mm-hmm. is the bromance between Poe <laughs> and Finn. I, yeah, I loved that interaction. That was, early in the movie, I was like, yeah, I'm liking this. And then, just Poe's character was really what made me say okay yeah right. I'm, you know I'm down for that. i actually heard somewhere and i don't know if it's true but i actually heard in like the the very first script um of the force awakens 
Poe actually didn't die. Or, I should say Poe actually Poe did die. die Poe did die in that TIE fighter that crash. So? Or whatever. I don't know if it's true, but I, I don't know if maybe they cast Oscar Isaac and they loved yeah. him so much. We're like, yeah, we're bringing this guy back. But yeah. great choice. Love him. Did not see enough of him. Yeah, I think he's awesome. And just the interaction. First of all, love all the new characters. Great yeah. casting, great acting. And I think their interactions and their chemistry throughout the movie. Yeah, and that's is the one excellent. thing the one thing that the prequels had none of. Chemistry mm -hmm. on screen. Yeah. With the main characters it wasn't there. Completely yeah. the opposite. I will say my favorite thing about John Boyega as Finn is he's just psyched to be in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Like you can tell he's he's just so happy to he be in this. It. Yeah. And one of my favorite scenes is when Poe's flying around in the sky just dominating. <laughs> and Finn takes a look at it and he says that's one hell of a pilot <laughs> doesn't even know it's the guy he just met yeah and then of course the uh the scene where bb8 and finn are reunited with poe yeah got very me all great the feels that yeah. was that was great that was very sweet i, I wanted to give poe a hug too I love, yeah, so did I. I, I also loved the, when they steal the TIE fighter and uh, Finn takes out, like, one of the guns or something. He's like, oh, yeah, you see that? You <laughs> yeah. see that? Yeah. That was, that was great. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the, one of the coolest things that J.J. Abrams did with, with this movie is the marketing campaign that led up to this. It made you think that Finn was going to be the Jedi mm -hmm. going on and probably the, yes. like, the main character. Yes. And they totally flipped. Like they totally misled everyone, which is total J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Ray's the main character. Totally agree with you. Right. Love what That's he did there. one of my there. favorite reveals about this whole movie, how they managed to keep that a secret. Yeah. Just as far as little things go, like hints that give you an idea of what the movie's going to be like before mm -hmm. the movie comes out, there's things such as like the soundtrack and the toys that, you know, if Ray had had a lightsaber in an action figure set right. or whatever. Well, one like, of oh, well, she's going to use the lightsaber. Right. But in the trailer and things like that, in the promotional posters, uh -huh. Finn was always holding the lightsaber. So you assumed, oh, he's the new Jedi. Yeah. Um, and it, I thought it was an excellent reveal. Great how, reveal. How Rey pulls the lightsaber out of the snow with the Force and... It's like, oh, she's going to be the... Devil. I think that was my favorite part of the movie itself, mm -hmm. when, when she gets it and turns it on, and the, yeah. the music... That's the a moment behind where him. people cheered in the theater. Yeah. I, I saw it the first time. Surprisingly, not a very receptive crowd the first, really? first night. Not a lot of noise. It was a smaller theater because the AMC I saw was showing mm -hmm. about 12 <laughs> to 15 theaters. And uh, the second time I saw it, though, we had a lot more cheering and... Mm -hmm. And laughter and reactions to yeah. what was going on. I'll say one of the sh one of the the stranger things that I found, um, the biggest cheer that we got in our premiere theater was the Millennium Falcon reveal, which mm -hmm. the way they introduced that was just terrific. The yeah. no, let's the not. That's that's a piece of garbage. Okay, let's go to the card. <laughs> just too perfect. Um, Han obviously got a big cheer, and then Ray yeah. using the Force got a big cheer. There are a lot of big cheers. Yeah. Obviously, the opening credits. Um, yeah. BB-8's a fan favorite. He got a lot of the laughs. Is there a more adorable robot <laughs> in the world? BB-8, he's R2, so... R2, R2's getting jealous. Yeah, no kidding. Attention. <laughs> the, um, the C-3PO reveal also, the way he was oh, introduced yeah, was, was, was very good. classic, annoying. Mm -hmm. He's just a nuisance. Han hates him. Look, you probably don't recognize me because of the <laughs> yeah. red arm. Yeah. That was, that was very fun. Um, but let's touch on Rey real quick. You don't think she's a Skywalker? Do you think she's just randomly abandoned uh 
ra like random force user type of thing because I think she's totally a Skywalker. Yeah, my thing is, well, first of all, another huge reveal that I'll, I'll get back to what you're saying, but that Kylo Ren is the son of Han yeah. Leia. We that haven't even like, gotten to that, that yet. I was like, oh, holy cow, that was out of nowhere. Yeah. So my thing is, I don't want everyone to be related to everyone we mm -hmm. know from previous movies because it's it's too convenient. Right. And it's it's kind of it shrinks the universe is a is a term I've heard before. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just too convenient that every main character, everyone that's important in this story, oh, they're all brother, sister, mom, dad. It's mm -hmm. like I think Ray will be related to someone, but I don't think she has to be. I don't think right. it's necessary. But I think that's what a lot of people want to see. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, it's like, what else could she be? A Skywalker, a Kenobi? Right. And so what I bring up when people say, oh, yeah, she's for sure a Skywalker, is that um, there was this whole thing in the prequels where, you know, if Anakin gets married and has this relationship, he's going to get expelled from the Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. it, you know, the whole thing that the Jedi believe is that you shouldn't have attachment and that, you know, Jedi are meant to live alone. There's there's no Jedi wedding. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, you know, Yoda gets on Luke about this when he's like, you know, drop your your connections and your feelings to these people. Yeah. He doesn't want Luke to leave to go save Han and Leia. He wants him to stay and complete his training. So a big thing with the Jedi has always been, you know, be compassionate, but you're not allowed to really have relationship yeah kind of distract you whatever their reasons are right um well so my thing is is uh, I is don't he know just if luke would yeah would even do that because who who would he marry he's a jedi you know? right unless he doesn't follow that ruling right you see what i'm saying yeah i know what you're saying and i've thought about that also um i think one of the things to a few things to consider as far as that goes is um one of the main points, um, and I read, I actually read the Revenge of the Sith novel over Christmas break, because the novel is actually a lot different, there's a lot more detail, and it makes you appreciate the Revenge of the Sith movie more, in my opinion. And one of the, one of the real things that they hit home is that, um, the Jedi, in the prequels, they haven't evolved for, like, thousands of years. And that's one of the reasons they're so caught off guard and they're able to be blinded by the Sith and, you know, all this other stuff. And so I don't necessarily think Luke is, you know, all about following the, the, the Jedi Order. He may be because he's, like, searching for the First Temple or whatever. Yeah. But I think he may be, you know, taking that with a little looser restriction. Also, once again, J.J. Abrams, I know he said that he made this movie with, like, without any... I forget how he put it, but he's making them as if the pre the prequels were never made or something like that. So I don't know if he if he would be you know honoring that specific part of the Jedi code. Um, just, but you know I I agree with you. I've thought of that also. Like wouldn't like Jedi aren't supposed to you know fall yeah. in love, get married, have children, whatever. And I don't know if they would do that as far as having a wife or a lover for for Luke that mm -hmm. we never meet or we right. never see. Like, oh yeah, Luke just went to some bars on Coruscant <laughs> yeah. one night, yeah. got a little Had a, tipsy, yeah. 
and uh, boom, there's there's Ray. Yeah, I so will say. If anything, maybe she's a baby that Leia knew about, but by the time Han had left, he didn't know about her. Right. And um, so maybe it's a, a solo. Ray maybe solo. that's that is the one. Um, that is the one thing that a lot of people. That's like the other theory of how she's related to everyone is that she's like a Kylo twin or something like yeah. that. Which I don't think so. I think like. I feel like they there'd be some sort of recognition there. And there doesn't seem to be, yeah. um, unless they're concealing it for some reason. I kind of hope she's not related to him. You honesty. do hope. Okay. I ho- yeah, I really do. See, I think what I would like to see, because I think she is a Skywalker, and I, I, I would not mind her being a Skywalker, what I hope they're not doing is dressing it up like this is the big twist of the... Of yeah. the entire film, new trilogy we have. Right. So what I think they're doing and what I hope they're doing is um, one of my new favorite TV shows right now is a show called Mr. Robot. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they do in in the first season, the, the giant twist, like the giant twist near the, I think it's the ninth episode, is they, you know, they kind of... Um, the main character talks to you like you're his imaginary friend and you're looking into his life and right before the big twist is revealed it's like you you know already don't you and so it's like you already figured it out like i think that's that's kind of what they might be doing here if they're going with the ray skywalker route is you're kind of supposed to figure this out you're Mm -hmm. like it's not supposed to be a giant twist kind of like how the reveal of kylo being ben solo like it wasn't a main turning point in the movie it was like it's obviously a big plot point but it wasn't like this giant building up to it and i hope if they do go with her being a skywalker i hope that's how they go yeah and it'll be interesting to see right um real quickly before we get to the nfl the recurring characters han we got a nice dose of han yeah as his farewell tour i was very happy with his performance he felt like han that was a main concern going in for me. And he felt like he was into it, you yeah. know? It's The concern was that we're just going to have a bunch of old Star Wars characters <laughs> yeah. walking around in their old costumes, not doing a very good job. But they all did a very good job. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Leia, I'm glad we got a smaller dose of her. And she I think went, we will throughout the trilogy. Wasn't asked to do too much. Yeah. Han was asked to do more, and he did it very well. Right. And... <laughs> they saved Luke for the very end. Right. Yeah. I, I thought he would, you know. I thought they, he'd pop up like last third, fourth of the movie. Yeah. But honestly, I was wishing when we were at about two and a half hours into the movie and they still hadn't shown him, and I could tell that it was, you know, the climax and it was uh, falling out. He's not going to show up. The end. I was kind of hoping he wouldn't show up, that they'd save him for the next movie. Mm-hmm. Because the ending. It was fine, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't. It I don't made think you. It was, it was very necessary. disconnected. Yeah. It didn't feel like they tied everything up like they should have. Yeah. I would love to have seen that reveal in the next movie. So, like, but would you have liked to see different. that, like, at the beginning, or? Yeah, maybe first hour of the movie. Okay. That been cool. So you would have. So you would have liked it better if Luke, Luke just wasn't in it. I think that would have been cool. You, it so been like. Yeah. Okay. So like. 
first hour of the first movie, it's Ray's search for Luke. Because it's a huge cliffhanger. Yeah. At the end. Which is interesting because it feels like for the first time we're going to have a second, a, a sequel Star Wars movie that picks up right where it left off. Yeah. Because usually there's some kind of time. Yeah, like time a year, between. two years, whatever. Which I was always confused when I was a kid and even to this day how much time passed between the end of episode 5 and episode 6. Because episodes five, or excuse me, episode five is another one with a kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. And I had like heard that it might be either a couple of months or a couple of years that they wait to go get Han. Do you know for sure? I believe I'm not entirely sure, but I believe it's about a year after yeah. Empire Strikes Back, which has always kind of bumped me out because I always think, okay. Could Luke have gone from where he was, like, in his Force powers at the end of Empire Strikes Back to full-blown Jedi Master in a year? It seems too short for me. I and mean, he didn't visit Yoda in yeah. any of that time. And because he didn't visit Yoda, it seems too long to me. Because, you know, why wouldn't he go back yeah, why and would complete he? his training? What, what was Luke really doing? These are all things I haven't really <laughs> thought about until right. right now. I just figured, oh, yeah, um... You know, Luke is, or excuse me, Han is frozen carbonite. Episode six picks off right where it left off. Right. Lando and Chewie are already in the Millennium Falcon. I figured they just went straight to Jabba's palace. And that's apparently they didn't. Yeah, and that's something that's always kind of confused me. Um, You go like, I I can't think of a good example off the top of my head, but you have like a movie and it ends in a cliffhanger, and you're like, I've always been of the opinion I want to see what happens right after this. Yeah. And they decide to go with, like, a three-month time hop or whatever. And it always confuses me because it's like, I want to see what happens next, you know? Yeah. I want to know, like, what did Lando and Chewie do right after they left? Like, their search for where Han is and everything. Some kind of planning, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, that that has kind of always confused me. Mm-hmm. I'm I agree. i to see here One of the more any kind of source that tells us. How long? How long? in between well i'll 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 fill up the time by by going with this while you look that up another one that another time hop that i don't like is in the prequels where they go straight from the start of the clone wars to the end of the clone wars in revenge of the sith yeah i'd like to see more of the live action clone wars in the middle of that and i guess you you had to do that because because of the the because first you've one. You've got to see the end of the yeah. the end of the Clone War. You've got to see you know, the they beginning had, of the Empire. I think they built up and they had too much to get to by Revenge of the Sith. I don't think they got far enough with the first two. Yeah. Would be my problem. All right, well, a- I any found findings? This by no means is an official source, but right. I trust it. Uh-huh. Um, it says one year passed in between episode okay. five and six. The biggest gap was between episodes three and four. Which is so eight, after Revenge eight, of the Sith and the New teen. Hope is about 20 years. Okay, it says 20. 19 here. I've always heard around 20, so... I've heard 18, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. A couple of years here. Until, uh, is, is Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, it's about 30, right? Yeah, that's what which they would... say. So, huge jump, yeah. which obviously they had to do had to happen. in real time, 30 or so years had passed, and all of our main characters are old as dirt now. Right. So, okay. you had to do that. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Last thing as far as Star Wars goes... It's a really good sign to me that J.J. Abrams has come out and said, yeah, I've read the script of Episode Eight, and I wish I was doing it, but yeah. he's not. That's and a good I, sign. And I really wish he was doing it. I do, too. I don't want any problems with this <laughs> new one. I don't want yeah. you know, to hear rumors of problems on set like 
there's disagreements. With the, yeah, with yeah. the director. Because things seem to go so smoothly with J.J., and I trust J.J. a lot, mm-hmm. um, just from what he's done in the past, and he seems like a real genuine guy and a great director. I really would like to see him make this trilogy his own. But I guess to kind of mirror the original trilogy, there was a different director for each movie in that one. Yeah. Obviously, it can work. Yeah. So and I maybe think... J.J. will come back for... Episode 9 or one of the yeah. spin-offs. Right. I'd love to see that. I would too. And I think um, I think that was actually the biggest problem with the prequels is George Lucas writ- wrote and directed everyone and there was no one to like stop him and tell him like yeah. I don't think the audience would like all this yes politics saying, exactly. Ahead, yeah. And George did write you know the, the original. original trilogy and that's a big complaint I have mm-hmm. is people dog on George Lucas all the time for the prequels. They say, oh, you know, stay out of it. Hello, (laughs) we wouldn't have Star Wars without this guy. He wrote and directed the first one, and then he helped helped write each of the next two after that, I believe. He didn't direct either Empire or Return of the Jedi. But, yeah, I agree with you. Amongst a bunch of Star Wars fans to just dog George Lucas. We wouldn't be there without him. Remember, (laughs) this guy created... You know, the classic stories, of course, with some help, of the original trilogy that everybody loves. Well, so. and and to his credit, too, so much of all of the extended universe and the backstory and stuff, that's all George Lucas also. Yeah. Um, they had, you know, there's a bunch of authors who, like, filled in the finer details, but Lucas came up with so much of the story. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, we should be thanking him for giving us Star Wars in the first place. Yeah. So, that wraps up Star Wars for the most part. Um, I... Force Awakens, go see it. Great addition to the yeah, Star Wars trilogy. And, Very happy they made it. And there's already a new Star Wars movie coming out at the end of this Rogue year. Rogue One. One of the spinoffs. I am very much looking which, forward to that. Which I am looking forward to even more so, as I'm sure you are too, Episode yeah. 8, which is only about a year and a half away. Yeah, which is crazy. Which is insane. Because all of the, you know, the the... Back when the prequels were being released, it was every three years. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, that's so much time. Yeah. One and a half years, I'm I can I'm glad they're doing it, yeah. yeah. Because they seem to have everything planned out enough that I don't think it'll be too much trouble. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. Let's move to the sports world. Yeah, let's get our NFL picks in. So, first of all, Wild Card Weekend was just insane. Um, it was fun. Yeah. I had one dud game, all the others were fun to watch how you feeling about your Packers right now so it feels like they got resurrected from the grave just a little bit (laughs) yeah I have gone into this postseason with hopes about as low as they ever have been yeah for my my struggling would you say your hopes struggle so much last week yeah would you say your hopes are a little higher than it would have been was it two years ago where Rodgers was hurt the whole year you got in with like a nine six and one or whatever that was a a year where I wasn't expecting much either right so I don't know maybe that's good maybe if they surprise me I'll Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll be even happier but they're facing Arizona Um, they got blown out thirty-eight they got blown to out the seven. First time, I would expect something similar this time, unless they shock the world. But Wild Card Weekend, they had a, a pretty good showing mm-hmm. against probably one of the weakest teams in the playoffs in the Redskins. Not a very good defense, not a very potent offense. So Packers should have won that game, and they did. Mm-hmm. So that's about all I expected from them. I said, okay, they can beat the Redskins. After that, everything else would be a miracle. Right. So. That, you know, 
that didn't necessarily surprise me. The Vikings put up more of a fight than I thought they would. They and did. Then they blew it. <laughs> and that pisses me off <laughs> because I hate the Seahawks. Yeah, I just, do too. There's there's a lot of reasons I hate the Seahawks. Uh, just the fact that first first year they went to the Super Bowl, I kind of wanted your boy Peyton to win it. Yeah. Second year, it couldn't have made me happier that the Patriots beat them <laughs> in that fashion. Right. After. Previous game, yeah. Packers lost to the Seahawks in the NFC Championship in the most heartbreaking game yeah. of my life. That was in my sports and fandom. And I'm so sorry, man. That yeah. was the worst. In my sports fandom, that was about as disappointed as I've been. Yeah. So it was only right the Seahawks lost like that. But I am sick of these guys dominating the NFC. Well, I'll tell you what I'm sick of. I'm sick of the Seahawks. It's been the last two years. They just don't care, like, the first seven weeks. And then they get down, they're, like, two and four or three and six or whatever, and they're like, oh, we should try, and then they reel off seven straight, and they're really good again. And they railed the Cardinals, yeah. which is kind of concerning. Which, I'm not sure. Seahawks haters. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think Arizona really tried in that game, though. Why? I don't think. I, I, I think, yeah, I think they, they went in with the intention of trying, but. They didn't want to show them too much, you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that's it. Um. Anyway, let's get let's get to picks. Uh, first game Saturday, Chiefs and Patriots. New England's a four and a half point favorite. Do the Chiefs have any chance of knocking off New England in New England? Yes, they do. Um, they've got a great defense. Mm-hmm. New England's been beat up for the whole year for the most part. Just like a lot of teams, uh, Packers come to mind. Their offensive line is weak. So is the Patriots, and. Brady's been able to overcome that throughout his career. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, you know, made lesser teams better by himself. He's probably the best at doing that. The last mm-hmm. time we talked, we probably agreed Brady's the best of our generation. Yeah. Along with Peyton. Brady gets it done in the postseason. He does. And so that's why my pick, my, you know, just right off the bat, if you asked me, I'd say, oh, Patriots. Yeah. But I wouldn't be shocked if there was an upset here. My thing is, I've got faith in the Patriots. Yeah. I think they'll win this game. I think they will, too. Uh, the only the only little concerning thing I have is I saw on Twitter like an hour ago that Gronk had something, like, had his knee looked at at a hospital today or, like, had an MRI on his knee. Something, like, about his health. Like, he got checked out for something, which I don't know if that's a bad sign or not. Yeah. Um, but the AFC is wi- consi- it's wide consider- open. Yeah, considering just the weaknesses of a lot of these teams, it is wide open. It- and honestly, if you look at it, the Chiefs <laughs> might be the ones coming out of the AFC. They really could. I know I just picked against them, but you look at the Steelers, just they're banged up. Ben is. Ben's always played injured, but if Denver loses, yeah. like okay, Peyton, you absolutely need to retire now. Yeah. This the Steelers team is decimated. Yeah, the Broncos are got a little controversy at quarterback, and a little bit. It looks like you know will Peyton's struggles continue? Will you know it, if you bring in Brock? He's a young guy. He's gonna mess up. You know yeah. That. So I I have the Broncos coming out of that one though. Yeah. And. I know I'm making a lot of safe picks, but once again, would I be surprised if the Steelers won? No, because I feel like the Steelers can win this game. Thing is, Steelers 
Le'Veon Bell is injured. Yeah. Antonio Brown might not play. So Probably won't. If he's still in concussion yeah. protocol and it's Thursday. Yeah. And Ben is banged up. So I think Broncos' defense is going to step up big. They've been solid all year. Right. They'll find a way to win that game, whether or not Peyton throws three picks. Right. <laughs> Definitely. So I guess I'm going with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. More confident about that than the Patriots and right. Chiefs. Because, you know, this Chiefs team has a solid, not only solid defense, but their offense isn't bad either. Right. And it's, you look at it and you see Alex Smith versus Tom Brady, obviously you're going to think, oh yeah, Tom Brady. But Alex Smith seems to have the more complete team right now. Definitely. So anything that happens in the AFC, I would not be surprised. Right. The big the big thing with Casey is Jeremy at Macklin is Probably out. I don't know if he's officially out, but he has a high ankle sprain. He ain't playing this week. Um, High high ankle sprains suck, just to say the least. But here's the thing. If Kansas City goes into Foxborough and beats the Patriots, I feel like as a Denver fan, I'm more afraid of KC than I am of, of New England because... No, KC, for the most part, they're healthy. Like you said, they have a great defense. And, oh, here's the fact. The last time they went to Denver, they won, like, 34-12 to 12 or something. Is that so? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was it was Peyton's famous 5 of 24 interceptions oh. games. So, either way, I'm afraid of both of these teams. I'm not sure which one I'm more afraid of as a Denver fan. But, at the, at the very least, we're at home. Um, yeah, I think, honestly, AFC right now is a contest to see who gets to lose in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it sure seems like that. Yeah. Um, so NFC. The only I feel like the only team AFC wise, Patriots. If they're healthy, mm-hmm. they could win the Super Bowl. Other than that, as much as I hate to say it, I I don't think Denver or KC can win in the Super Bowl. But NFC wise, let's go Packers Cardinals first. I feel like. I feel like Green Bay could put up a fight here. You know, they got destroyed 38-7. If anything else, there's there's got to be a pride thing at hand. So, I think it'll be I think it'll be at the very least competitive. I don't think yeah. Green Bay will necessarily win, but I think they can compete with Arizona. And man, this one is hard. Uh, honestly, I think all the games this this weekend are pretty evenly matched except I think this one has the highest possibility of being a blowout. Uh-huh, definitely. Or not necessarily even a blowout, being the most lopsided. I think the Cardinals are a much more complete team, and the problems that the Packers have been having won't just disappear. Redskin, D's, Redskin D is not, not very good. Not very good. <laughs> and Cardinals D is very good. Yes. So, and Packers offensive line is still horrible. Yeah. So, honestly, I think Cardinals win relatively big this weekend uh the final score might not you know tell you how dominating the cardinals were but i think the cardinals will will handle the packers pretty well this Mm. weekend uh i yeah i i've been saying for a while gun to my head if i have to pick a super bowl champ it's probably the cardinals at this point they just seem like they're the most complete um but person palmer surprises me yeah, I thought this dude was done I th- years ago. Yeah, and then he comes in and he's an MVP candidate, and he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks right. in the league. Like I thought, after this guy, he he had he's had multiple ACL tears, I think maybe two or three. And yeah, he's yeah, yeah. ended his season multiple times when he was with the Bengals. He just and, kept and coming once back. He was with the Cardinals, yeah. and so I figured, you know, this the Cardinals won't 
be much right. in the years to come. Wrong. Oh, boy, was I wrong. These <laughs> these guys are playing very consistently well. So yeah, yeah they've they've built quite a team. Um, I think it'll be the Cardinals. And then Panthers Seahawks. Yeah, is this is the one. My I, hardest pick. I just don't know. Yeah. I have no idea because in in my head it says Panthers are the better team. They'll be at home, but you just never know with Seattle. I mean, even though they should have lost to Minnesota, like Carolina's only favored by a point, mm-hmm. which is insane. And there's a lot of stuff that goes with that. Like they were playing yeah. in sub-zero temperatures and ever anything yeah. like that. Seattle, they're just always scary in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I guess I will pick, not not solely out of my hatred for the Seahawks, but mm-hmm. I am going to pick Carolina, reason being their offense is a lot better than the Vikings was. Mm-hmm. And so, considering that their defense is not too shabby either, yeah, I think they'll, they'll be able to stop the Seahawks just enough. The, I mean, they'll score more points. Cam will do his thing. They'll show why he's an MVP candidate. And I think he'll get his second playoff win, and I think they'll move on to play the Cardinals in one of the best NFC games of Championship. The year. Yeah. Definitely, um, I'm picking the Panthers. Also, um, my opinion is that if this game is within a touchdown going into the fourth quarter, I think Carolina is going to win because Seattle—they've had a great defense all year long in the last several years, mm-hmm. but. They have not been good in the fourth quarter, the last, ever since the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's just like a Super Bowl hangover of sorts, but they just haven't been able to keep a lead in the fourth quarter. It should have happened again against Minnesota. They should have lost. They Yes. They <laughs> and it's really so frustrating. Yeah. It was a horrible missed field goal. I just heard about it. I wasn't watching the game live. I was. I saw the video. <laughs> I saw the video of this guy missed the field goal on Twitter at an angle that didn't really even let me see how close it was. It wasn't. Then even. I saw the real highlight and saw how actually close it was <laughs> and how badly he oh. missed it. And everyone was going on about like the laces were facing his foot or yeah. whatever. Just kick it through the upright. Yeah, Who cares? You could toe ball that thing through. Yeah. It was so close. Yeah. And. I know that it's, you know, I I have such mixed feelings because I feel so bad for this guy. But yeah. at the same exact time, I'm like, but how do you miss it? Yeah. It's, it's just mixed feelings on that. You know, I just hope this guy... I hope he can, can recover. ...can return home without having a, a band of, you know, yeah. riders with pitchforks and torches come to his door <laughs> and try and burn right. him at the stake. Right. Because this guy is public enemy number one in Minnesota. Definitely. And you probably don't feel the same way because they're your division rival, but I feel so bad for the Minnesota fans. Like, they've had a lot of really bad playoff endings, and (laughs) as far as tortured franchises go, just for football, Minnesota might be number one. It's either them or Buffalo. Uh, Um, Cleveland's up there. Cleveland's top three. As a as an overall like sport professional sports deprivation cleveland is definitely number 1 yeah. because all three sports have been bad for so long but if we're talking just football i feel like it's minnesota or buffalo i don't know man at least the bills at least they've gotten to a super bowl right <laughs> well yeah it's just heartbreaking for bills fans that yeah. they made it to four straight super bowls and couldn't pull off yeah. one of them which 
great 30 for 30. Yeah, I don't know oh, if really? you watched that I or all. I would. The one thing I'll say about Buffalo's fans, hats off to them because they had the the wide right in the Super Bowl, Scott Norwood, the kicker, mm-hmm. and they had they had like a parade three days later or something. And the Bills fans, they still love this guy. Like they didn't want his head or boo him or anything. Yeah. They were cheering for this guy. That's good. Which. That would never happen. It yeah. never happened in Cleveland. They'd want this guy's yeah. head. I will disagree with you as far as the Vikings being number one. At least they've had good teams. The mm. Browns haven't had many good teams. Yeah. In the, I mean, especially since they've come back in the league. They've right. Been abysmal. So. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, Cleveland, they haven't had a. As far as the Browns go, they they've just been bad. So that I guess that elevates how bad the Browns have been. Yeah. Their few. They haven't had a bad playoff heartbreak for the Browns in quite a while. Yeah. Um, it seems like Minnesota, whenever they get to the playoffs, they always have a heartbreak. And they had, they got this field goal. They have the Favre against the Saints uh, yeah. back in 09. They had the 98 fiasco. They've been to like four Super Bowls and haven't won any of them. So, I don't know. It's a debate, but one I don't yeah. really care about. I... Cleveland's up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, I put them right at number one. Right. But as far as picks go, let's just review. I got Panthers over Seahawks. Yep. Cardinals over Packers. Right. Patriots over Chiefs and Broncos over Steelers. How about you? Uh, we're really boring because I'm pretty sure I have all the same picks on this one. Yeah. Um, which I'm not. I'm not sure if I should feel good about having all four higher seeds advance because that usually doesn't happen. But yeah. If we were a real sports, if I was a show, super we, we analyst, to, yeah, we'd have to just pick different to, to argue about. Something. Yeah, I don't know. If we were doing like betting lines and stuff, my picks would be a little different. But yeah. I don't know enough about betting lines yeah. to uh, to go in on that. But okay, so we're picking all the high seeds, huh? All the high seeds. It looks like which it's likely that. If we get a, at least one of these games, we will not get right. Yeah, and and hopefully if if all goes well, we get a Brady Manning. I think it'd be 17 times that they've met now, which is incredible. Um, That's one podcast I am hoping to do next week, regardless of of what teams win. I hope to have John Krabs on to have our Brady Manning podcast that didn't end up happening last semester. I really hope it can happen uh, next week, but we will see from there. But recap, Broncos, Patriots, Cardinals, and Panthers, we both have advancing do that i think that'll wrap it up for this podcast by the looks of it um anything else that we missed i don't think there is a lot going on in the sports world yeah a lot going on in nba the we might have to talk about nba in the uh mm-hmm. next week probably when we get together yeah, um, this is around the time a lot of people start paying attention because football's yeah. dying down and NBA is going to start taking over. Yep. Not that anyone watches baseball. And anyways. March Madness is starting up. I know you're not the huge, biggest oh, college big basketball guy. guy. Yeah, I over, agree with you, too. College basketball I agree guy. with you, too. Um, we can, maybe we'll discuss this a little later. Yeah. Why NBA is better, but I totally agree with you. I'd watch an NBA playoff game over a March Madness game any day of the week. For sure. For sure. Okay. All right. That'll do it for this episode of Geeks and Suits. Thank you so much for being with us, Yanni. Thanks for joining me. We'll have you on next week then. All right. Thank you. All See right. You all later. Thank you all for listening again, and I hope you all have a great weekend.